you're listening to the Quality Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine Braxton. If you're a personal trainer who is trying to grow as a fitness professional, but feel unprepared to do so, listen in each week as myself and associates in the fitness space share practical tools and advice to help you become a quality coach. What's up, y'all? Welcome to another episode of the Quality Coach Podcast. I'm your host, Jasmine Braxton, and today we are going to do more of an entrepreneur-focused episode. We're going to talk about a more entrepreneur-focused question as far as being a personal trainer, and that is talking about your ideal client and how having an ideal client makes you more money. So let's get into it. First and foremost, if you are someone who is frustrated with all of the effort you put into marketing yourself, whether that be on Facebook, on Instagram, creating reels and making posts, um, in the gym where you're writing on an A-frame or on a board talking about your program or how who you work with, but you aren't getting any clients from it, this episode is for you. So first, let's dive into talking about exactly what an ideal client is. So what is that? Um, first and foremost, you'll hear me In this episode, you'll hear me refer to ideal clients as an ICA or an ideal client avatar. And in its simplest form, this definition is a profile of your best case scenario client. So who it is that's perfect for what it is that you're selling, that is what an ICA is. Um, This helps you understand Specifically, it's talking about one person out of your your audience or your following or out of your market where you know what they want, what they need, what they struggle with, their values and their beliefs, maybe even their background, definitely their lifestyle, their preferences, their goals, and their past experiences around what you are selling. And I'm not saying you're going to train one client. I'm just saying that this defines the best case scenario client that you would like to train because then this helps you to go out and look for and talk about what you're doing specifically to that person. And it blinds out all the other potential options that can get in your way and therefore make all of your marketing efforts really unclear to a buyer. Now, here's a story. I learned about having an ICA way back when in 2015, when I went through a program called B-School by Marie Forleo, but I didn't use it, y'all. I didn't take it seriously. I just, you know, kind of half-heartedly went through the exercise and just thought of, you know, it's no big deal. I can help everybody. And that cost me big time to the tune of the first two iterations of my business failing. So keep that in mind as you're like, okay, here she go talking about this ideal client stuff again. All right. So now that we know what an ICA is, why is having one so darn important? Well, when you don't have a clear client image or an ICA, you miss out on a lot of new business opportunities because you don't clearly know who you sell like who you want to talk to and how to talk to them. You don't have a clear understanding how to talk about yourself and what you can do for the clients that you want to work with. 
it's not, again, it's not about what you're selling. It's about who you're selling to. So an honest review here. Figuring out your ideal client can be hard. I'm not going to act like it's not challenging to a degree. And this is why so many people don't do it. And this is why so many people also don't have as successful of businesses or practices that they want. It's not about it being a lot of work per se, but it's a lot of thinking. And it's a lot of getting out here and actually asking questions of the people who you think you might want to train. So why should you have an ideal client avatar? The most important reason you should have an ICA is because it is an important initial moneymaker in your training practice. When you are fresh out of undergrad or fresh off of a new certification or mentoring program, the first thing you want to do is get clients. Am I right? So how do you attract clients? Well, first, you kind of got to have a piece of the market, a niche out of the market that you want to focus your energy on. It's kind of like saying, Jasmine, go to Target and pick out one pair of jeans from Universal Thread. It's like, oh, okay, one pair of jeans. Hmm. Do I get acid wash? Do I get white? Do I get black? Do I get dark denim? No. But if I were told, Jasmine, go to Target and pick out your favorite pair of ash wash jeans, I am going to block out the blacks, the whites, the darks, and I'm going to go to ash wash and figure out, do I want them distressed or not? Do I want them mid-rise or high-rise? And that's about it for me. Do you get what I'm saying here? It helps you narrow down what to focus on. The second reason you should have an ICA is it sets you apart from the competition. Girl, get into this. If you've ever felt like you are in an oversaturated fitness market, this is your distinguishing factor because potential customers are looking for what sets one trainer apart from the others in order to help them to make a buying decision. So if you, Amanda, Ashley, and Taylor all look the same, it's all difficult. But if out of those trainers, you are specifically talking to what that client needs help with, has struggled with in the past, or what they want right now, she gonna look at you, boo. It's gonna be all you and the rest of them ain't gonna matter. All right, so reason number three, to piggyback off of reason number two, it makes you easier to be found. It gives you more credibility when you talk to a specific person because you kind of become the subject matter expert in that client's mind. You become known as a go-to resource amongst your colleagues or in your circle or wherever you're taking up space. And that's a big deal. You want that. The next reason is, which to me is the most important behind it being a good moneymaker, is it simplifies your marketing. I don't know if you are like me, but I am at the mentality of I'm not a marketer. I'm a personal trainer and fitness professional. So um, can somebody else do this marketing for me? And unfortunately, <laughs> I ain't bankrolling right now where I can 
completely outsource that. So I have to know who my people are. And you'll be better for it if you can articulate that for yourself because it lets you make less mistakes when it comes to what you put out as far as your content or opportunities that you go after. It helps you feel less stress and frustration about like where to show up because I promise you, you don't want to show up on every platform that there is. You you would just become a marketer then. <laughs> you You would not be a professional trainer. You would be a marketer at that point. So now that we've done all those things, now that we know why it's important to have an ICA um, and what one is and all of that jazz. Let's describe, let me describe for you my current ICA so that you can see like, well, what does one look like walking around out in the wild? So Jasmine Braxton Co.'s ideal client right now is a female personal trainer aged somewhere between 25 and 35. She's in the first five years of her personal training career. She's very cultured in in her worldview and her struggles are imposter syndrome and wavering confidence about her knowledge and her ability to do her job well, all right? My ideal client wants to be really good at coaching, coaching delivery, programming, and she she wants these things because she wants to do them well, not just find a template that does all the thinking for her. My ideal client also has a degree in a movement science like kinesiology or exercise physiology or even exercise science. And she has at least one fitness related certification. So one of the um, I call them the well-known CPTs like NASM or ACE or whatever else is out there. Um, She has she may have a pre and postnatal certification. She might have a CrossFit L1 or a USAL cert or a CSCS or maybe a certification from OPEX Fitness. There's a lot of options, but at least one of those, right? She does not use her body to sell personal training online. When you use your body, I automatically just swipe, swipe by. Like, why? You're smart. You're brilliant. Your brain is huge. The rest of you is an asset to your brain not the other way around. Next, she does not work for promotion shakes or supplements or fad trends and diets for weight loss. Like, okay, y'all, I'm not going to just dismiss you if you are affiliated with Legion. They're legit. But when your whole business is just selling these get fit quick and get loose, slim down quick type of things like Shakeology or not, not throwing shade at y'all beach body people, but y'all are not real trainers. Um, unless you have a certification as well. Um, those are not my people. And so I don't, I don't pay any attention to what they're doing and I don't market towards them. My ideal client also cares deeply about the whole life of their clients, of her clients and is not exclusively about training for aesthetics. My ideal client, she wants you to train for life, train for whatever you're pursuing, train for longevity, those things. And lastly, my ideal client is pursuing entrepreneurship in some shape, form, or fashion, whether that's growing a team, potentially opening a gym, taking online services, taking her services online, and maybe developing a hybrid model versus or 
or a solely online model. Um, maybe she's trying to become a fitness writer or an industry speaker. These are the her. These are the things that she can evolve into. So um, pursuing entrepreneurship is what she wants to evolve into when she comes to me. Some of them are well on their way to those things. So that is my ideal client out in the wild. Maybe you fall into that. Hopefully, if you're listening to this, you do fall into these categories because you're in the right place if you are. So a question, every single one of my trainer clients who comes to me for mentorship asks me is, but Jasmine, um, if I cast a wide net, I'll get potentially more people to train. Like if I go narrow and niche down, um, won't I be leaving out a lot of opportunities? Yes and no. Yes and no. Yes, because you will be leaving out opportunities that could be bad apples. And no, because when you, again, are very specific on the type of client you want to serve, you stand out like a beacon, like a, um, a, a lighthouse on a stormy night at sea, girl. Like you become more attractive to the right types of people. And so one of the things I always, always try to teach clients is to focus on going deep, not wide. When you go deep on a single type of client, you go beyond just the regular physical demographics of a person, like what they look like, where they live, how much they make. What's their favorite latte? When you go deep with a client, you understand them on a psychological level. You understand a lot more about their background, like how they were raised. Like if this individual now might, she might be, she might be balling right now, but she grew up, you know, lower middle class having, you know, her parents living hand to mouth. They worked very hard, but they have a very, they had a very strong um, family bond, or maybe it wasn't a strong family bond and they dealt with abuse at home. Those things shape the type of mind your client has now, even if on the outside, it doesn't look like they might've had that upbringing. And so when you go deep with a client, you understand those things better and you can speak to her using her language and empathize with her and like meet her where she's at, not to sell to that and use that, but help her to understand, I understand you and I am ready to work with you. Like we are, we are a good fit. We're a good match. Another thing that going deep helps you to do is see their worldview. Some people... And my, where I grew up is very guilty of this. The people in my town, my little town that I grew up in, in central Virginia, some of them have never left that town. And that's not a problem, but you have to understand that that means they may have a more limited worldview than someone who say left that town and traveled or has lived in other places or who has made friends with people who are not from that same place. Do you get what I'm saying with that? So that makes more sense. I mean, that is something that you need to make sense of with a client because you don't want to market yourself to someone who isn't going to value long-term the assets that you are trying to hand them, my friend. So the last point I want to try to make is for you to help yourself understand who your ideal 
client should be, your ICA should be, if you're like, oh my God, where do I start? It's good to describe a negative avatar, like a negative ICA. And you're probably like, what do you mean? Um, It's the thinking of saying what you don't want so that you can figure out what you do want. So think of the people that you don't want as clients. Think of a client who you just couldn't wait to get rid of. Like that client grinded your gears. She, she, he or she made you feel like, oh my God, anxiety flare. I don't want to go train them. Let me drink my water. I'm going to have to go to bed early. Oh my goodness. Like I have to mentally prepare for this client. Those are the types of people where you want to write down all the reasons that that relationship didn't work out. And keep those top of mind so that as you go through and figure out who you do want to train, those reasons guide you towards the right people and away from the wrong ones. Okay. Do you see how that can help you see all the reasons why a particular person just isn't a good fit for you? And it's not just about their personalities. Like how were, what were their actions during y'all's relationship? All right. So understanding how to reach and talk to your ideal training client online and in person is something that a lot of trainers and coaches and business owners struggle with for way too long. And they some of them won't admit it. Like I raised my hand as to being one of those people who did not want to admit this for a long time because you know, I was working from a place of passion, like I'm sure so many of you are, where it's like, I want to help everybody. I can help everybody. Oh, my young, innocent-minded little thoughts. Because at the end of the day, you really you really can't help everybody, nor should you want to, because not everybody is in a place where they can be helped. Like some people mentally have to decide that they want the help and get out of the cycle of start and stop to make good on investing in a relationship with a personal trainer. So this is why this whole, you know, stress around finding an ideal client or defining who that is for trainers is why I created Ideal Client Clarity. It is my resource that helps you define your ICA because I teach you how to understand what makes people stop, listen, and choose you and your services over the competition. And I do this by helping you get crystal clear on your market and figure out how you can talk about what you do, which ultimately establishes you as the go-to solution for your potential clients' problems. So understanding your market is a skill. It is a skill that you can learn. And Ideal Client Clarity helps you learn that skill, which will result in tens of thousands of dollars in revenue over the course of your career in your account because you created and and clarified your ICA and you put your ICA to work. Because when you use an ICA, it functions like a lens that you shine your marketing material through. It's how you define and shape and clarify what and whom you want to say and whom you want to say it to. Okay, so that's all I got for you today, everyone. Thanks for listening. You can find Ideal Client Clarity down below linked in the show notes or on my website at jasminebraxton.co forward slash 
ideal client. So as always, be sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts. It really goes a long way in helping me spread the word about how the show can help other trainers. And I absolutely love reading y'all's reviews. Like it is, it makes my week. It doesn't just make my day. It makes my week when I read y'all's reviews. So please go leave a review on Apple Podcasts and let me know what you're thinking about this. Until next time, bye y'all. Do you find designing training programs for your clients to be overwhelming? I used to feel the exact same way, which is why now I help coaches just like you develop a deeper understanding for how to apply coaching and program design so that you can be successful and so can they. Want to know how? Just go to jasminebraxton.co forward slash design to download my five industry secrets to make program design simple. Again, that's jasminebraxton.co forward slash design to get your free copy now. You're welcome.